As the new year unfolds, make it a year of comfort and indulgence with Minky Couture. Wrap yourself in the lap of luxury with our exquisite blankets. Picture the cozy moments, the warmth of our premium materials, and the stylish designs that define Minky Couture. Welcome the new year with the ultimate in comfort and sophistication. January is your month to embrace luxury. Visit MinkyCouture.com or your nearest store today. Elevate your comfort, elevate your style with Minky Couture. A new year has arrived. What's your resolution for 2024? How about making sure the roof over your head is well taken care of? Riverland Roofing is here for all your roofing needs. Whether it's an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered home or business to give you peace of mind in this the new year. As a GAF Master Elite contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Riverland Roofing is licensed and insured to service Mississippi and its surrounding states. So give Riverland Roofing a call today and make sure you and yours are protected all year round. Call Riverland Roofing at 662-644-4297. That's 662-644-4297. Visit them online at riverlandroofing.com, riverlandroofing.com. It's Riverland Roofing for all of your roofing needs. A proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Welcome in to a January 2nd, 2024 edition of the flagship here on the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's David Eckert. He covers Ole Miss for the Jackson Clarion Ledger. Happy New Year, David. How are you, man? I'm doing great, man. I am rested, recovered, and ready to podcast. There How you are go. you? I'm, I'm living my best life, man. I'm in the corner of my uh, home office here ringing in the new year um like a party animal like we are these days because we're old men so you know we really probably threw it you probably threw it down just like i did but yeah man i mean it's it's a new year for old miss athletics and old miss athletics is having a moment david covers like i said old miss for the jackson clarion ledger been doing it for a while now you were at the peach bowl what's your biggest um maybe takeaway thematically from the from the peach bowl for old miss and what it means for them and all that kind of stuff thematically that's a big word for you i'm proud of you Say thank you. I've been at this a long time, you know, pros pro. (laughs) Um, It felt very launching pad ish, right? Because, you know, Ole Miss, I think a a, a lot of programs in the position that Ole Miss is in right now um, probably would not be as open about what they're trying to do next season. Like Ole Miss has said, hey, we would like to make the college football playoff in 2024. This has been a goal of ours, not just, you know, in the last couple of months, but like long-term. So um, I think vibes matter right now, um, especially when you're trying to sell players on said vibes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it felt um, it was a launching pad and, you know, your, your listeners might not know this. I I covered Penn state for a long time. I'm, I'm, I'm a Penn state alum. Um, and it, it felt to me, granted, obviously there were, there were some opt-outs that factored into the game, but here is a program that is embracing modern college football, uh, that is doing everything that they need to do to be successful in modern college football against, you know, a very proud and traditional historic program that has won a lot of games, but has not necessarily, you know, 
adapted to the times in the way that they need to. Um, and the result was, you know, an emphatic Ole Miss win. Of course, uh, it didn't sound that way from James Franklin. You think it was just like a crooked referee and umpiring crew out there and all a bunch of other stuff, all the things that they were talking about afterwards. But quite frankly, Ole Miss dominated from the start of that game, played a good football game. And for me, it's less about the game itself and the opponent and all this kind of stuff than exactly what you're talking about. Two programs, both with similar um, aspirational viewpoints here in Ole Miss and Penn State for 2024 with an expanded playoff, believing that they're going to be national title contenders, seemingly going in different directions. And that's, to me, the, if you're an Ole Miss fan, the most encouraging thing because outside of the obvious, the Alabamas who lost, of course, yesterday to Michigan, and we're going to get to the national championship here in a second. But outside of the obvious, like Michigan, uh, Alabama, well, Michigan's dealing with the Jim Harbaugh and all the other stuff. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. Like the traditional, right. they're going to be there every single year, Georgia, Alabama. Who are you most excited about in college football right now outside of Ole Miss? And that's kind of where I'm at. Like, if you're an Ole Miss fan and you're wondering how you go into 2024 as far as embracing a new normal, just own it, man. Because Ole Miss is without a doubt, I mean, riding one of the hottest heaters in the in the country right now. And uh, when you have these opportunities, man, you just embrace the shit out of it, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, look, they're going to – they're not – I think the thing to me that if I'm an Ole Miss fan is most exciting is they don't view this as, all right, all the chips are in for 2024. They view this is as all the chips are in for 2024, but we believe that could be a launching pad for more success. Because guess what? If, if you're great in 2024, if you win a playoff game, if you win two playoff games, you need less chips in 2025 to make the same thing happen. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just, um, it's an important moment and it's an exciting time to, to be following the program for sure. Can we just say that David replaced my buddy, Nick Suss, and I've been playing with all, friends with all the Clarion Ledger God. All right. But you've replaced my buddy, Nick Suss. And unfortunately I, I kind of dismissed it at first, but I think our guys got like a curse following. I really do. Because <laughs> when he left LSU covering LSU, when he left, when he was covering and, and attending Georgia, after both of those two years exactly to the day, both of those programs won a national championship. It's, and now 2024 is the year to the year that uh, he has left covering Ole Miss. So by that logic, David, Ole Miss is yeah. winning a title next year because Nick Suss is not here. And you know what? I, I think, like, I don't know what the odds are for Ole Miss to win a title next year. Maybe they're plus 2,800. I don't know, something crazy. Whatever it is, minus 2,800, whatever it might be, lay the money, man, because Nick Suss – the curse has not been lifted. It's playing out in real time. I'm just saying, you know, we got to give it to our guy. You're, you're skipping over his tenure covering the Southern Mist Golden Eagles, who won the uh, uh, whatever the bowl in Mobile is after after he left. So that's an important one. That one counts. I'm saying. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know. The curse. The um, curse is real. So, like, we're going to be covered in national championship next year. Like, I've resigned myself to it. Like, not resigned myself. That means not, like I'm – I've accepted it. I'm like, I, no longer should Ole Miss fans be like, wow, is this real? No, it's real. And like, the if for no other reason than the curse is real, you know? I'm just the trying to curse. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine doing the week that I just did in Atlanta, like three consecutive weeks in a row. Awesome. <laughs> I, I don't think I would make it then. So I might use the word resign for myself. Yeah. But no, see, me, hurt. I can, I, I drop in and out these days, you know, as far as like what do I attend. Uh, what was the biggest, 
I mean, what did you, what will you remember most about your time spent at the Peach Bowl and kind of like, because that's going to be for you, regardless of how tired you are today, yeah. that's going to be something you always remember. So for you, what was the most memorable thing about the Peach Bowl and what did you learn most about Ole Miss that day or that week, I should say? Interesting. Um, you know, I think I will remember and treasure my time with the Mercedes-Benz Stadium press box ice, ice cream machine forever. You know, uh, it will live on in my memory. Uh, but no, I mean, look, it was it was it was it was a really fun week for me, just from a football perspective. It was great from a reporter's perspective to get to talk to coaches, assistant coaches, which is highly illegal here. So uh, that was nice. Like the moderator uh, for the for the Peach Bowl did not understand when Pete Golding stepped up what was going on. But like Pete <laughs> Golding, that was like, yeah, that was yeah. like seeing Bigfoot for us, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think. Actually, something that you might find funny was uh, we immediately once peak. So the, the setup at the podium was they had breakouts in a different room mm-hmm. and then they had people on the podium. And after 30 minutes or whatever, they just they swapped. Right. So Pete Golding finishes at the podium and immediately the entire Ole Miss media contingent gets up and follows him out into the room to to talk to him at the table, because, again, you know. Uh, we don't get that. And then the next, the next morning, <laughs> uh, the, they made the executive decision to cancel the breakouts because they were concerned that nobody would be at the podium to ask Charlie Wise Jr. questions <laughs> because hey, we didn't see for around Jack Dart. It's no knock on Charlie. It's no knock on those other guys. It's just like you know, you you take your scraps when they're thrown out on the floor. You know, you just gotta, yeah, I gotta absolutely. go for it. Yeah. Okay. So looking to next year and looking at like now that it's complete, it's Michigan, it's uh, Washington. I think we're all kind of happy to just have a different uh, national championship this year. Mm-hmm. But when you're looking at these teams that Ole Miss will be contending with next year, uh, where do you kind of rank them? Because I think that's the biggest conversation going into 2024. Um, I've never been a big believer in preseason rankings. I'm not going to be one now just because Ole Miss is going to be ranked pretty high. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious to where you think they end up or where they need to be going into next year to really be in this conversation, stay in this conversation. I think that, like, it's fair to rank, especially Jackson Dart coming back officially. He announced it uh, on New Year's Day on his own, finally. He got to do it, and he made the announcement, and now it's, it's happened. We can say it, and he's back. Are they officially a top-five preseason team to you? I would have them somewhere between, like, five and seven, just, like, based on vibes. Like, we don't, we don't know what these rosters look like right now, but just, right, like, are they better than Alabama? I don't know. Are they better than Georgia? I don't know. You know, your Michigans, your Ohio States, your Texas is like, there's, you know, a certain degree of blue blood respect that I think is, is owed. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think the goal for them next season needs to be to host a playoff game. I think they are good enough because you don't have to fin. You have to finish what, like eighth, top eight right based on how that math works i think that is totally attainable um i think it's very attainable with their schedule um i don't know what 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 do you think ben where do you kind of have them i I just i don't know really is what i'm trying to say you got to put them (laughs) number five i think you got to put them at worst number five for Ole miss i think what it really sets up for next year is not just the schedule i mean we always talk about theoretically how Ole Miss can get to this certain spot. That's how it's always been. All right. You know, well, you got this and if you can get out to this and then get this and this and this, and now it's less theoretical than, all right, well, here's the road in front of them. They're going to be good. Um, The fact that you start with 
are they better than Alabama is the first question. It's, <laughs> it's a whole new conversation to be having, but I think Ole Miss has earned that. And I'm looking at next year's rosters, and all we can go by on January 2nd, 2024, is what we know today. And right. looking at the rosters and the returning guys and also the portal quality and additions they'll be making, I don't care who signed the number one high school prospect class. No, I don't care. Don't care, does, signed, right yeah, don't care who signed number eight. Any of that as far as what it means for Ole Miss in 2024. Love the idea of Cam Franklin mixing in and Jeffrey Rush mixing in and Cam Beavers mixing in with these defensive linemen, T Tyler Barron, Prinsley Uman Mielin. But at the end of the day, uh, just based off of what Ole Miss needs to be or where a program needs to be based solely on winning for 2024, Ole Miss has hit every benchmark, every one of them. I mean, Portal, winning, beating quality opponent. Reese Davis said it before the game. You know, if they beat Penn State, they should be top five next year. Louis Reddick, uh, Louis Reddick said the same thing for ESPN. It, you know, this team is a national championship contender. Well, if it were Auburn, if it were LSU, if whoever – Eckert, who, who would they have? Where would they have Ole Miss going into next year? With a third-year starting yeah. quarterback and a third-year right. starting star running back, right. on and on and on. Like the yeah. wide receivers, Trey Harris and Deion Smith by themselves right. is probably the best duo Ole Miss has ever had outside of – but DK couldn't stay healthy, but AJ and DK. And then, add on top of it, Juice friggin' Wells. This is a yeah. national championship contending team. Yeah. They're – second string trio of wide receivers would be good enough to be like a top 15. Mm -hmm. Like it's insane, but no, I agree with you. I just, I guess, look, Ben, I have a hard time making <laughs> conclusions until I have all the information, Okay, but they're up and around there for sure. The car buying process can be a lot. I know I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card, you can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, T-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages. 
passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All in all, it feels like Ole Miss is having a moment. How would you kind of, like, categorize that for the Ole Miss fan to appreciate living that moment for now? What is this as far as historical significance? Could it be necessarily considering where all the programs are, even women's basketball. I mean, getting the first upset of a number one seed over Stanford since 2009, their first week 16 in 16 years. This feels like we're at an inflection point for Ole Miss sports to take a step that could keep them in the country's top echelon and crust as far as competitiveness for quite a while because structurally they're so sound right now. Do you think that's fair? Totally, 100%. Yeah, and and look, it's all – I hate to keep bringing it back to this point, but – they owe just about all of it to, hey, we embrace this change in regards to name, image, and likeness. We are organized. We were quick to it. So guess what? Now that everybody has figured out, hey, hello, this you should probably care about this thing. We have, you know, Ole Miss has two, three years of success that that they can point to and say, hey, you know, this program that's that's trying to sell you on this thing, We've we've done it before, um, so you know. Um, Proof I just of concept think, is a really important thing, and as as sure. the culture is completely adapting and and kind of like shifting, you know, like sure. you, it, it's talking about theoretical things, you know, like for Ole Miss, it was oh well, if they could just upset Alabama this year, maybe they can finally. 
get to the Cotton Bowl again, you know. But right. now, no, there's proof of concept. Ole Miss just had his first 11-win season with a, a transfer-heavy roster. And quite frankly, if it's not transfers, who does he rely on his lane as far as rotationally? There's one high school player that sticks out, Quinshawn. But after Quinshawn, who is it? Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's okay. Because, uh, again, that's philosophical and it's proven the right approach for Ole Miss. I'm curious, for 2023, who's your Ole Miss football person of the year? Is it Lane? Yeah, I mean, that's the obvious choice. Um, you know, he, uh, Walker Jones has to be up there. I'm saying, they could, there's you know, sneaky good um, candidates, though. Yeah, if you want to talk about players, uh, Jackson Dart, obviously. Jackson Dart, I think, is like, I don't know. He, he's like the the, the vibesman in chief, I think, For right? Like, he just, like he, he's, he's tough. Um, he's really good. He talks smack, like. I don't know. I think there's value to more to him more than just like, Hey, he's good at football, but yeah, I, I don't know. There's some strong candidates. Uh, I'll, I'll say, I'll say Walker Jones. I will, I will be different. Uh, yeah, I like that. I mean, cause you could argue out of, of all the key figures instrumental for where Ole Miss is today. Walker's right there, man. I mean, he's top three in whatever sport it might be. Uh, yep. What was your greatest moment of 2023? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, for me, it's really, um, you know, that May midweek game between Ole Miss and Jacksonville. No, I'm just kidding. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, when, when Ole Miss uh, is playing North Alabama in a three or in a two game midweek series. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's when you really go, you know what, this is what I signed up for. This is what I aspired to be. Not the head coach of the Cowboys, you know, not the manager of the Braves. I wanted to be covering a midweek Ole Miss North Alabama baseball game. I, I get it. You know, those are the dreams. I mean, it's gotta be LSU, right? I, I just think that's because that's where this started. I mean, like the the level of meltdown after the Alabama loss. And yeah, hand up by the way, because yeah. <laughs> um, but it 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 just felt like instantaneously it was wiped away, right? Mm -hmm. Everything that all of the aspirations, whatever, and you know, you, you you go out and credit to Lane Kiffin and his Taoist parable that he stapled around around the football facility. And, you know, he got the guys got the guys ready. And, you know, they, they had this huge moment um, at home in just one of the most exciting football games I've ever seen. So that's that's got to be my choice. Is there an Ole Miss major figure that you think needs to have a good 2024? This is a big 2024 for them. It's pretty obvious what I'm about to what I'm asking you here. Yeah, you're gonna say Mike Bianco. Probably, right? but like yeah. Mike's fine. He won the but, title. It doesn't sure. but of course I, I've said this too. Give Mike I mean, Mike is the most is the winningest, most successful baseball coach almost has ever had. Having said that, um, they were they were he was gone until they made their magical run and they right. get into the World Series and then they win the thing. But that's the, he did it. He did the thing. Sure. Quite literally, all he had to do, he could have gotten in as like a three seed in Coral Gables. It wouldn't have mattered. Just make not like just make the SEC tournament, you know. But instead, six wins. So that's why it's like Mike, man. Like the one thing you couldn't do is completely bottom out after the title, right? right? It, but at least you know they've they've got some transfer. So I would think Mike has, you know, he he, he won a title. There's nothing going to happen to him or anything like that. But just like. Mm -hmm. Six, going from a title to six six combined wins or whatever it was, come on, man, in the league. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's – look, I mean, I agree with you. Um, 
So, but just just for the sake of the discourse, like, and, and I I don't I don't have your 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 message board to sort through, Ben. But if my institutional knowledge and also board, crazy crazies that I have to deal with on a daily basis, yeah, I don't feel that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, for your sake and the sake of you know the the other folks who have to run the message boards, like just just be okay. You know, because I just be don't fine. want to have the discussion. Just you know? be fine. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. You don't have is, you don't have to win the SEC. Just get in. <laughs> just get into the tournament. That's all it is. And I think yeah. this team can. So I think we're both kind of on the same page with that. Um, I'm curious too. Jackson Dart. He's entering his his third year as a starter for Ole Miss. And one thing mm -hmm. we talk about in this culture now is how it's like it feels like all hired guns all the time, but where Ole Miss has really thrived is that is adapted to a transfer-heavy approach. However, you're seeing traditional through lines, like, for example, a three-year starting quarterback, like old traditional things that you're used to seeing. Uh, so he'll have, he'll have well, Jackson, the, now the path to get there is different, but he'll have the exact same run as a quarterback as Matt Corral did. So going into his final season at Ole Miss and knowing Ole Miss is a title contender, right now, where would Jackson Dart, in your opinion, rank amongst the greatest quarterbacks in Ole Miss history? And where would he end up then? It's hard because where yeah. would he end up then? What if they make it to a national championship? What if they win the thing? Now, statistically, talent-wise, I mean, it's a much more uh, comprehensive conversation than what I'm trying to, like, narrow it down to here. Because, right. look, Eli Manning is, for me, the greatest ever. Uh, Archie Manning is, is my dad's greatest ever. You know what I mean? Like, right. on and on and on and on and on. There's different – uh, I, I've wanted like I'll defend Bo Wallace to my to my dying breath. I mean, one of the most important quarter I mean players, not just quarterbacks in almost history, but it feels like Jackson is on the precipice of really stamping his place just through purely accomplishment alone. Right. Eleven, he was the quarterback for the eleven win season. He was yeah. the quarterback for potentially a playoff run next year. Right. I think you'd have to put him easily, you know, within the top three because of accomplishment on its own, potentially, if he pulls it off, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. And look, I mean, if you talk about a guy who goes and wins a national championship in this era of college football, I mean, instantly number one. I'm sorry. Like, he just is. Oh, but that is yes, such like. Yeah. Um, Everybody you know, was arguing for Matt Corral when he won 10 games. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, you, you start to scale that back, maybe back a little bit more toward realism. If he if he makes a semifinal, what is he? I think he's probably top three. I don't know. You're more equipped to talk about this than I, I am. am. I am. It's, Let's see. It's, everyone calls me a fanboy, which is fine. I don't really give a shit. Um, and David, you're supposed to be like my my wet blanket. You know, I'm the idea man. I'm this, sitting there saying Jackson Dart. If he won a title next year, top three hands down. But let's just say Ole Miss falls just short and. They finished in the top five to eight. They make the playoffs. They've accomplished the first 11 win season of all time. Jackson's top five. You know, I mean, it's going to be Eli, Archie, Chad Kelly, Matt Corral, Bo Wallace. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to embrace my role and tell that, yeah. tell you that you have just disrespected the memory of Archie Manning, right? You've, you've, he, I know he's still alive. I didn't mean to just kill him, but you know, you've, how, uh, you this is what you told me to do. You told me yeah, I'm supposed to be the, the wet blanket. So you're right. by associating Jackson Dart with him, you've disrespected him, period. Um wow. You know, you've you've okay. disrespected Eli. Um, yeah, yeah. 
So, okay. Ben, you're going to have to accept your penance uh, on your message board for daring to say Jackson Dart will be in the company of the Mannings. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You've you've just you've you've you know tainted royalty is what you've just done. I, I accept my fate. Um, I will take my 24 lashings. Oh, we're at, what's the thing they used to put people in the old days? You know, with the little thing, like the horse thing, with your head and your arms. You're talking about being drawn and quartered. Is that what's is that what's happening? No, here? I was thinking about like just oh. a little, you know, with the holes. You know. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing. I don't know what that's called. Uh, yeah, yeah. I never want to know either. I don't, I don't really want to figure that out. All right, one of the last things, and then I'll let you go. Um, Ole Miss basketball. Uh, they take on Tennessee, their first ACC game in Knoxville on Saturday. I just got credentialed. Are you going? No, no. no. I'm thinking about going. I think uh, I'm gonna make the trip, but I'm worried that Ole Miss, as good as it's been, Tennessee's really good. <laughs> it's like Tennessee's really good. Tennessee's the one of the very best defensive and rebounding teams in college basketball. And as good as Ole Miss has been, and with two seven footers, they have still only out rebounded their opponent three times this year. And mm. that is not a recipe to go in Knoxville and knock off the balls, but. I'm not writing this team off with anything. What are your thoughts on Chris Beard and what he's able been able to pull off so far and maybe where you think they can end up? I think today Joe Lenardi had him as like an eight seed. Yeah. Here, here's where I can naturally be a little bit of a wet blanket then because I'm I'm not sold. Like, I, I think they are an NCAA tournament team, right, which I think everyone would have taken. Right? That's the accomplishment. That, that, that yeah. Like, anything else uh, after that would be gravy. Yeah, exactly. I think I think they can – get in i don't really think they can do anything beyond that like i don't think they're going to compete to win the sec right I, I don't think if they are a top seven seed in nashville i think that's a success um because like you i have i just i have concerns about um the rebounding um that the the chris beard defense that i think we've all expected hasn't really shape that at least analytically um they're still kind of waiting on that to form so maybe there's some upside for this team to get better um but at the same time i'm I'm not sure that they're going to continue making 40 percent of their threes um because i think that's really why they're they're in this position right now they're, they're just and they don't uh, turn the ball over that's that that too um so but, i agree like that's what's going to keep you always competitive you're not turning right. the ball over. You're shooting it an efficient right. clip, and they're shooting it within rhythm. I mean, it's not like they're taking contested threes and making forty percent of them. They're they're, they're right. taking them within the context of the of the For offense sure. and the flow of the five out, and they've been really good in that way. But I do I do like my whole thing is this: when it comes postseason time, or when it comes to going beating Tennessee on the road, can you rebound? Can you get do the toughness plays? Get can you rebound and defend? And Ole Miss can defend, but I agree with you. Analytically, according to Kim Palm, it's just not showing up all that much right now. Ole Miss right. is like the 300s in defensive rebounding. So, for the matchup coming up, I don't love it. Now, if they beat Tennessee this weekend, yeah, how does that? How would that change? Would that change? I mean, that would change things for you. It shouldn't it, it, probably, but it, it would. It would because let, let's just be honest, right? Tennessee has better basketball players than Ole Miss does. Like, Currently, yes. Full stop. So. Yes. If you show me that, hey, you can go on the road, right, and your cohesion and your system and your want to and your rebounding and your defensive ability is good enough to go beat a team that is more gifted than you, that has more experience, you know, winning at this level than you on the road, that totally changes the paradigm. It, But, you know, until then, 
I, I'm I'm a little bit skeptical. Healthy skepticism. Healthy I'm, skepticism. I don't think they're bad. I'm just not sure yet. That's fine. That's- All right, wet blanket. I'm an idea, man. So they either throw the wet blanket on there or not. Um, I believe whether they win this weekend or not, this Ole Miss team could this year just by by being what they are, I think they could easily match the greatest accomplishment in Ole Miss history, which is just making the Sweet 16. I believe they could do that. Maybe. Now, now here it would have to it would play for matchups. Like if they get for Joe Lenardi had them as an eight match with Dayton, and the winner plays Purdue. Purdue's a good basketball team. Purdue's a really good defensive and rebounding basketball team. Not a great matchup. Having said that. That'd be fun. I could see Ole Miss going at Purdue yeah. a little bit. Maybe Matt Morrell getting hot and make it to the Sweet 16. What you're forgetting, Ben, is okay. that Purdue chokes historically the instant the calendar turns to March. So, so there we so, go. That's what, what I'm, I'm saying. saying they're winning the national champ. What yeah. you're okay. saying then is, Ben, just get ready. Your red hair, your hats, your bad you know, skin, paleness and chalkiness is going to be showing up in Indianapolis, wherever the hell it is, you know, to watch almost compete for a basketball title. I give you to tell a little bit in that at like seven years old, Ben, you love Joe Zon Darby and Jason Smith and you know, all these dudes one day, Ole Miss basketball is going to be a national title contender. I looked at you at seven. Like, yeah, you don't know shit about Ole Miss. You know what I mean? So now you're telling me <laughs> we want it. We want Ole Miss to go like Ole Miss is going this weekend. And they, when they upset Tennessee, Turn around. They're going to get that eight. They're going to upset Purdue and match the Sweet 16. You just heard David Eckert say it. You just yeah, heard he I, said it. Aggregate it. I want to see the headlines all over the internet. Yeah, yeah that's exactly it's what I'm everywhere. Doing. David Eckert is picking Ole Miss basketball and Chris Beard in their debut season as a Sweet 16 team. I heard it. I heard it directly into these ears. <laughs> okay, he's David Eckert. What are you working on right now, man? How can people follow your stuff, read your stuff? I know how to do it, but tell the other people if they're just learning all about you and your wet, wet blanketness, you know? Exactly. Um, yes, if you're interested in purchasing a wet blanket, um, you can do so at uh, David Eckert 98 on Twitter. Um, you can What's the 98? Is that when you were born? It was. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm so old. Painful? Yeah, yeah. So I was born in 86. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Wow. You don't look it though. You look young then. Oh, God, thank you. And I don't act like it. That's more of an indictment to me. He's David Eckert. Check him out on Twitter. He writes for the Jackson Clarion ledger covers Ole Miss. Does a hell of a job doing it. Uh, you're the man. Thank you for doing this. Let's do it again. Appreciate you, Ben. Anytime.